Hey everybody, it's the dude here. Just want to let you know that TT's story is absolutely amazing, but it does start off with something a little traumatic. So if you're listening to this with little kids or something, just give them a heads up. Thanks. Enjoy the chat cast. Bye. Well, cool? hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. My name is Tashi Sangye Thundup, known as TT on the floor. Going back to my childhood, all I remember was I was born in Tibet. Welcome to Childhood Chat Cast with the Dude. I'm the Dude, and as usual, I'm joined by Jake. Hey, Jake. Hey, dude. And we're going to take a deep dive into the kid experts here at Children's Minnesota's Childhoods to find out what makes us all the same. Because, hey, we were all kids once. And as a twist, I am going to try to guess their birthday. Their birthdays? Their exact birthday, the date and year. So join us in the time machine I built out of cardboard boxes and duct tape, and let's meet our guest. Hey, dude. Hey, Jake. Have you ever... Can can I just jump in for a second? Before we do this intro, maybe we have to start all over with this one, because this episode of the Chatcast was unlike anything else we've done. I think people will be riveted by TT's story. His story is one for the ages. It's absolutely incredible. We were floored right away, right away. And I think uh, our listeners will too. So take a listen. Going back to my childhood, all I remember was I was born in Tibet. Communist China took over Tibet. So... All my family were butchered in one day. So my neighbor took pity on me. That time I was about a year old or maybe six, seven months or a year old. And he put me in a basket and crossed over the border to Nepal. So the neighbor was an old guy. He put me in an orphanage in Nepal. And then he disappeared. I don't know where. He must have died by now because he was an already an old man. What I remember my childhood is I never had shoes or slippers. I just had a, a shorts, one t-shirt for about a year, I remember. And I remember that orphanage was very poor. We survived by eating oatmeal, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Wow. And there was a pond nearby. We used to always go and swim as a kid. And sometimes there were kids who were taken out by the water. They, they got drowned. There was no supervision done. And then, luckily, one day what happened was an American gentleman, he was a priest. In 1960s, he, they ran Catholic schools back in India. So when he heard about the situation in Tibet and that kids are fleeing all over wherever the nearest border was, so I was in Nepal. So he flew to Nepal, and from the orphanage, I was adopted by him. Wow. My dad's. I am, that is incredible. I knew asking you to do, do this would be a story. That yeah. is an incredible story. Let's just jump. So is, would you say that's one of your first memories? Yes, of, of, that's first that was memory, very yes. Early on. It was an orphanage in Tibet. Uh, not in Tibet, in Nepal. Oh, in Nepal. Yeah. Okay. And But you were born in Tibet. I was born in Tibet. Wow. Yeah. And um, I know that throughout the years, I've learned just a little bit about you. But I don't think a lot of people know a lot about, they know who you are today. Yeah. But this is why we talk about 
childhoods. Mm -hmm. And if that's okay, we'll start back when you were very little. So this orphanage was, you said, like very poor, obviously. But what did you do? You were still a kid. You must have like played and what were you able to do? Well, since uh, it was a poor orphanage, we never had toys. No toys. No toys at all. No chocolate in the mouth. No sweets. There was nothing. It's just for survival for yourself. So we kids used to play with uh, stones or sticks or, you know, broken wheels of bicycles. You had to use your imagination. Yeah, imagination. Nothing. Yeah, just survive. Obviously, no TV. No. No radio? No, no, no. During those, no, we never had radio. No. No. So it was a very, very challenging times. Wow. But what were you like with the other kids? Were you, I would imagine other kids really liked you? Yes. We <laughs> yeah. Were, we, yeah. We were, kids were kids. So we, you had each other. We had each other. It was fa- and, like yeah, family. Like exactly. they were your brothers and yeah, sisters yeah. once you lost yours. Yeah. We didn't have too much elder kids. We were almost of the same age okay. group. After that, when I got adapted, he, my dad, his name was Father J. Wilmus, a native of Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. A Caucasian priest. He was a principal of St. Xavier's High School back in Jaipur, India. So I was blessed. After that, my life was good. I had a good school life because my dad was principal of the school. Oh, okay. Really nice Catholic school. All the Tibetans are born Buddhist. But oh, okay. I am the odd one out because I was born Buddhist but brought up as a Catholic Oh, sure. So, okay. Till today, I practice Catholic. Oh, okay. I'm a Catholic. How old were you when you were adopted? I was about two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Wow. I'm so overwhelmed. I had no, I had no idea, yeah, but no. your story is so incredible. Okay. Let's just hang out in the orphanage for a little bit longer. Yeah. How many other kids were there? Do you remember? Was it a large group or was this just a really small? I think there were about, at the most, 12 to 13 okay. in my group. Yeah. It was a very poor, rundown yeah. place. We what did you have, sleep on? On the floor. Just the floor. We didn't have proper mattresses. Oh. Blankets. Kids used to share their blankets, you know, pulling and pushing. And yeah. it was a mess. But, you know, you forget when time passes by. You forget, you, you know, childhood, you don't. But it was a challenge. So a mix of both boys and girls? There was just boys. Just boys there? Just okay. boys. Just boys. And so two and a half, you're adopted. Yeah. By this Jesuit priest. Je- yeah. Jesuit priest. Yeah. And then you moved to India? And then I moved to India from Nepal. From Nepal. Yeah. In, okay. In those days, adoption was very easy. Didn't have too much bureaucratic sure. paperwork, nothing. Hey, you want how many kids? One, two, three. Okay, go. They want to get rid of you. <laughs> so, yeah. So. How many kids do you want? Yeah, how many kids oh, do you hey, want? Yeah. Hey, so. do you have coupons? Did you remember <laughs> your yeah, Two for one? Yeah, two for two, one. Two, uh, and then it was from a priest, you said, from Cincinnati. Yes. A Caucasian priest. What was he doing in India? Was he on a mission? Yes. Okay. Their headquarters is in Omaha, Nebraska, I guess. Those days, Catholic priests were sent to all parts of India to spread love, Christianity. Spread the word of the Lord. Exactly. So, mission. And during those days in 1960, I am honestly telling you, they did a wonderful job. The school where I went to, during those time, it was one of the top North school in India. That's awesome. Wow. Really. Cool. The, without this father's Jesuits help, education in India yeah. would have been 
very difficult. Yeah. So do you start learning English right away? Yeah, right away from kindergarten, we start learning English. Yep. With an Indian accent, but yes, English. Sure. It was an English medium school. Very nice. So now that you've been adopted, yeah. now you're exposed to toys, maybe some television. Is uh, that true? Yes. Toys you were playing with once you were in India. Well, in India, we, we had a lot of toys. The school, we had a full library. We had uh, sports. We had the best of the best. So in India, yes. And then, of course, since it was an English medium school, whatever sports you have, we have it here in U.S. We had it there. Okay. Baseball. Yeah. Football. Did you play American football? I was jack of all. I was in the gymnastic team. I went to the swimming till the state level. And I played cricket. I played field hockey. And I was good at it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You took advantage of all of it all once you were yeah, exposed to those yeah, things. Yeah. We were so blessed. That's great. Yeah. Now at home, did you have other siblings, brothers and sisters that he adopted or was part no. of? No. It was just I, you? <laughs> it's, it's a long story. You guys will be surprised to hear. Okay. What happened was out of that orphanage, I was alone. I didn't know I had a sister. Back in India, when my father took me f- from Nepal to India, I used to have dreams and I used to, a name of my sister used to come on my tongue, my mouth. I used to always say, where's, where's my sister? Somo, Somo, Somo. Her name was Somo, T-S-O-M-O. So I used to always tell my friends, no, I have a sister whose name is Somo. So after 27 years just calling, one day I met her. Wow. Didn't see her from my birth. I didn't know her. And it's a, just the name, I just remembered in the back of my head. Yeah. How did you come up with the name? It, just subconscious. It was just, I know I had a sister, her name was Somo. So I and told... You, you wouldn't have known? You I were, wouldn't have known. I had visited a city called Calcutta in India. On my way to Taiwan, I went to Taiwan to get my chef course. So I stopped in Calcutta for a day or two. In the market, I met a Tibetan old guy. When I looked at him, I got scared. I've never met him in my life. I knew he he was a part of the puzzle in my life. I got scared. I said, sir, do you know me? He said, in Tibetan, Anchu Tashi. I said, that scared me more. Right. I said, how do you know? I said, I know you. I said, I've never met you in my life. You were never part of my I know you and your family. So who's there? Do I have a bro- siblings, brothers? He says, you still have one sibling alive, an older sister who lives in this state in India. I said, what's her name? Was she? He said, Somo, the same name I used to. Wow. Oh, oh my, gosh. my gosh. And then I asked him a little bit of my background. He said, yes. Your dad used to be a governor of a province back in Tibet. When the communist Chinese first moved to Tibet, they first got rid of all the high-ranking people, the royal family, the learned family. So your parents were among them. Oh, wow. Slaughtered. One day they killed. And so your your house was this. I still remember your door. It was made in Italy. Blah, blah. He, he told he me a lot all of stories. about you. He knew all about me. And your family. And I got more scared of him. And this is some random... Random guy. In a marketplace, Yeah, in the marketplace. 
So subconsciously, when <laughs> I was growing up till I was about 13 or 14, I think I saw myself in my earlier birth. I used to see places. I used to think <coughs> we had a lot of horses, huh. about 20, 30 of them. And I used to always be the horses and I used to jump and climb the horses, you know. Later on, I came to know that my dad owned a lot of horses. So it's all... Just that yeah, subconscious yeah, coming subconscious back to coming you. Back to, yeah, yeah, it is all true. So let's, get, let's go back to sports a little bit. Yeah, sports. So you played everything were you, and you were good. Oh, yes. We were very good. But, uh, I was a school uh, team, a couple of sports. Uh, and we went to other states in good uh, schools to compete. And we always used to win. And Sanzevi Jaipur during those days was a name. All the kids were saying, oh, they're coming to play. They are the best. <laughs> so I was yeah. a jack of all. I played all sports. Did you have a favorite? Good. Soccer. Soccer. Soccer, yeah. Right on. Yeah, and gymnastic I did. Do you still do gymnastics? You parallel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish. <laughs> Were you a uh, parallel bars guy? Uneven bars? Yes. Yeah. Parallel bar was okay. Roman rings was a little difficult. Yeah. The most difficult. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> the most difficult was that pommel horse. Yeah. yeah. That was the most difficult. Like in, in the pommel horse, like version of like doing right. the pommel yeah, horse, not the, not necessarily. Yeah, the you're always on your yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. And you that can't. Was your the legs most difficult. Yeah. No, nope. your legs can't touch. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's all yeah, through. Exactly. Oh, yeah, all muscle, gosh. muscle. Yeah. Wow, I can't so, bend my knee without wincing nowadays. Could you imagine trying oh, to throw yeah. your whole body weight around that? <laughs> no. 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 Okay, so what about movies? Well, Do you remember yes. the first movie you saw? Because oh, you must have not seen a movie for the first. Yeah. Back in school, every Saturday, we used to have movies. What? The sc- yeah, we have a movie theater in the school, a full-fledged wow. big church. Yeah. So I grew up seeing Tom and Jerry and Western movies. Okay. Westerns? Western. Every Saturday was the best day of uh, school day because we had movies and special dinner. So I was in the hostel all my life. So That's we had awesome. really good food and movies, and it was a treat on Saturday. So I grew up... S- Watching Tom and Jerry yep. uh, in Western movies. And then all the old movies like collectible, like yeah. Guns of Neveron, Ben-Hur, Judah Ben-Hur, yep. Ben-Hur, Ben-Hur. Yeah. Lawrence of yeah. Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia, all those good ones, classic ones, yeah. yes. Yeah. We used to bunk school and go and watch us, you know. Wow. Yeah. So then what about music? Were you listening to? Music, Indian music. A lot of Indian music. A okay. lot of Indian During those days, even if we didn't see the movie in the theater, but we caught the lyrics. It was just in the air. We were young. We just caught it like that. So I still remember all those lyrics of those old movies. That's just awesome. as kids these days, my little son, he knows all the latest <laughs> lyrics. And I'm said, how do you know? It just comes to me, he says. It's just that repetitiveness. Yeah. And seeing it so many times. That's great. So you were getting some of the American culture through the movies, obviously. What about music? This would have been in the 60s and 70s. Were you listening to... Oh, uh, yes. Carpenters. Oh, the Carpenters. Uh, The Beatles. Beatles, yep. yep. Elvis. The Elvis. That guy who was saying that. It's uh, Rhinestone called... Glenn Campbell. Glenn Glenn Campbell Campbell was very popular. And the guy who died in an air crash, John Denver. John Denver was very popular in India. Wow, was he really? Really. People didn't know his name. They used to sing his song. Thank God I'm a country boy. Yeah. 
so what were you doing outside of school for fun and, and what were you interested in? fun, we used to always bunk school and go for uh, movies. We did just the normal things as the kids do. From, during my vacations, yeah. since my dad stayed in the school premises because he's a Jesuit priest, he didn't have home in India. So I used to go for my vacations with my friends. I oh. am blessed that I'm very rich with friends. Yeah. I've got very good friends for life. This year I go to your house. Next year I go to his house. And their parents would pay for my air ticket. Wow. We were really? There. really where, where did I you go? Where I place? went all over India. All those people, students studying with me are all from influential family, rich family. Mm-hmm. So everybody was loaded except for me because my dad is a priest. Yeah. He just gets a stipend. And right. that's it. So, so, so you got to go with your yeah, friends, so my friends on vacations. To, How awesome is that? My great. friends used to bear all my expenses. Wow. <laughs> all my life. That's awesome. That yeah. is so cool. Wow. So, so my dad was alive till I was in high school. Okay. So when I was almost completing my high school, he died of old age at the age of 89. Mm. And then my world ended. Often again, didn't know where to do, what to do. Nobody. It was tough. Oh, I bet. Young. Poor kid. Yeah. yeah. Didn't know where to go. Nobody to guide me. So, luckily before my dad died, he got me the Indian citizen. Yeah, you're an Indian Yeah, Indian citizen. Because he was very influential. Uh Uh-huh. So he said, this kid, he needs to have some stabilities. So that helped me because later on, it was easy for me to stay back in India. So then you just said you're an orphan again. Yeah, again. Like, oh, my gosh. Two times, yeah. You're still in high school. Yeah. So you just stayed at the church? Yeah. Nowhere to go. On your own? Yeah. Then Just, when just I, there in school? That's it. Was it? Do your friends just, uh, after you graduated, did everybody just kind of go their own way, either to college or the military or everything? Yeah. So after I completed my high school, then my best friend, he said, come over to my house. So I spent six months at his house. And his dad said, if you want to live here forever, you can live. But you got to have a purpose in life. So I'm thinking... You graduated high school now? 1976, yes. Okay, so you've... now, Yeah, Yeah, you're graduated. Okay, yeah. And then after that, I joined the Air Force of India. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Seven years. Raised till second lieutenant. That was your purpose, you found. I went till there. And then, seven years, I, I did 27 parajams. I did a lot of training, a sniper training. Climbed the deadliest mountains in India. I did all those things when I was young. Yeah. There was a point of time when I was sent in the borders of India and China. I was one of the youngest soldiers and I used to when I used to go in guard and go for patrolling I used to feel so proud that I am the youngest soldier and I'm ready you were young you were not afraid and you know it was minus 20 degrees you you don't feel cold right oh my gosh TT I just it's just so mind-boggling I've had a good life yeah you have well and but how it started yeah to where that it became and then you know, losing your dad, yeah, and then finding your path through, and the Air Force obviously was the right, thing that kind of right, right. gave you a 
Uh, stability. Uh, 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 stability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't even get into this. We don't really get into adult right. life because yeah. we just talk about right, childhood. Right, 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 but this is fascinating. This is so interesting uh, that, yeah. Because we are going to talk okay, about okay. one thing okay. in your adult life. And you told me once uh, you, you lived in New York City. Yes. Or for a little while. 15 years. 15 years. That was yeah. so a good chunk of time. And you were a barista, made coffee, or ran a coffee shop? For a mafia guy. Big guy. For a mafia guy. That's right. Bojia family. He was one of the top during those days. Yeah. And he had my back. I didn't have a proper green card, nothing. He said, as long as you're with me, you don't need nothing of those. I was the managing one of his big cafeteria in Manhattan. It was called Cafe Bojia. And so you told I me you, you got really good at memorizing people's oh, orders because yeah. you, you could get 15, 12, 15 orders yeah, and orders remember and, them yeah. and then go make them. And- yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so great. First and foremost, TT, thank you so much for your time today. Well, Greatly appreciate you yeah. being on with us. Still this has happy. been absolutely fascinating. I am so... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm blown. I don't even... The birthday thing is just out the window. It's I only we just, don't even that's, need that, that anymore. That's, that's, that's just a bonus <laughs> for us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so thank much for your you. time, TT. Thank you. This thank was amazing. You. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for joining us for today's Childhood Chatcast brought to you by Buzzsprout. To get new and previous episodes of Childhood Chatcast, head over to starstudiomn.org. Starstudio.